Hi, welcome back to the Employment Schmooze podcast. I'm your host, Chaim Dasser, CEO of Paul Group. In this podcast, we'll continue sharing with employers and job seekers the second part of the four main phases of the hiring process. Just to recap, the four stages of the hiring process are attract, source, engage, and select. We spoke last week about attract and about source, which are mainly working on the tools and brand and the resume. Now, let's continue to the third stage, which is engage. This is part of the process where it becomes more personal, where employers and candidates engage with the recruiters and with each other. This stage cannot be overlooked. Engaging with the recruiter is extremely important to both employers and candidates, but it has to be done properly and professionally as well. You cannot ignore the recruiter, and you should also not abuse the recruiter. So on the employer side, you worked hard in building your attraction, your brand is good, your name out there is great to attract candidates, and we, the recruiters, went through with you the sourcing part. So now you need to be careful. Don't kill it now by ignoring and not engaging with your recruiter. And for candidates, don't forget that you worked smart to get through the first two stages. You created an attractive resume and you made sure it has the right keywords so your skills and experience should be on top of the resume pile. So now your job is to engage with the recruiters who work on your behalf. If you ignore recruiters, then you miss out on opportunities because recruiters will rather work with those who show they care about the effort the recruiters put in. I also want to point out here the old narrative that if you ignore the recruiter, then they will run after you and you will then be worth more. That never worked. It just makes recruiters seek out better communicators. So let's dig in a bit deeper into the employer's part of the engagement stage. When a recruiter sends your resume and you're not interested in that candidate, for whatever reason, you must continue to communicate no matter what. Even if you only say, I'll pass on this one, it's not for me. But if you ignore the recruiter and you're not engaging, then they will stop working on your positions and rather work with those companies who engage with them. That's the fact. No one likes to work in vain. And if the case is, let's say you have a dilemma with a candidate, you don't know if you should look into them or not, please communicate with the recruiter about it. By the way, I suggest to my clients to carve out a window during the week to have just a meet and greet with candidates. It doesn't have to be a full interview. Just get to know the candidates and fill them out We can prepare the candidates by telling them that this is not going to be a comprehensive interview and it's up to them to go and meet and greet. I am a firm believer in the engagement part. It never hurts. It only helps. During our engagement with employers, with companies, we also feel out other important stuff like the culture of the company. And I want to make clear, an experienced recruiter does not need to be at your company and see your offices or your operation. All we need to know is what it's important to you and what you seek in a candidate so we can match you with the right talent. I tell employers, if you can't explain it to me, then you won't be able to explain the job to your employee as well. And I, the recruiter, won't be there every day explaining to the employee what the job entails either. Seeing your facility won't help me understand better what you're looking for. Yes, I will most likely enjoy meeting you, and I sure hope you have great coffee there. But honestly, I will enjoy meeting you, but not to understand the position. If the employer can't explain it verbally to the recruiter, then this will most likely become a greater issue down the line. The recruiter might be spending hours above hours and sometimes weeks and months in finding someone they can only assume matches what you're looking for because it was never defined properly. Then it is likely an open-ended job 
where the chances of ever getting compensated of our work is far from reality. And the chances that the employer will ever be happy with the candidate is also iffy. Therefore, it's in the best interest of employers to be clear and have a clear job description of what they are looking for and determine the right experience and skills the candidate should possess in order to fill the position properly. And by the way, I personally placed a 300K candidate. The candidate was from California, and I placed them into a company located in New York. It was all done virtually. I never visited the company, and I interviewed the candidate via Zoom, and thank God it worked out well. And let's explain the engagement part to the candidates. I can't stress enough how important it is to engage properly, both with the recruiters and with the employers. How you engage will show your professionalism and show your ambition. If a candidate can make time to interview with a recruiter or an employer, then we wouldn't put a candidate like this on top of our candidate list because they don't come across as showing enough interest. When you shy away from engaging, you automatically push yourself off from the top of the list. I, as a recruiter, I am very excited to work with you. If we place you, then we will get our cut and we will also feel we accomplished something good. But if the candidate is not fully engaged, then we get the vibe you're not really ready to make a move. No excitement is coming from your side. Then the engagement part is not intact. And most of the time, it stops there and then. Now, I understand that high caliber candidates are not ready to jump from one minute to another. They have responsibilities. They need time. And more so, they need to trust us with their information. But try to understand that you can only build trust when you engage with us. But here comes a very difficult part that many of us recruiters encounter on a daily basis. Speaking about engagement, what happens with a candidate who want to engage with recruiters? They start by sending in resumes and some they send it in many times. They try emailing many times, but they don't hear back from the recruiting firm. They feel frustrated. Now, I myself was a job seeker years ago, and I do understand how it feels. But it's a fact of life, and that's part of the struggles during the job search process. But here is a message that I want to tell job seekers. In the overall scheme of things, it is in every recruiter's interest to place as many people as possible. That is how we generate revenue. But we only work with the positions we have on the table. We are not like employment agencies who call companies to hire the unemployed. So when you reach out to executive recruiters, you need to understand that the engagement stage starts with the recruiter. If a recruiter did not start the engagement process with you, that is most likely because you did not pass the first two stages. It's likely that you did not pass the attract stage or the sourcing process stage. Why? There might be many reasons why. Could be that your resume was not attractive, period. And most of the time, it's because your resume did not have enough experience or the right matching skills needed to that specific position. Sometimes it's a simple reason, even if you had all the skills necessary and all experience needed for that job. But since there was one other resume that had even more than what was required, they might even show to be overqualified. But hey, guess what? The client was more interested in looking into that one. Eventually, it also boils down to muzzle. Some have more luck than others. But if you miss on the attractiveness, the experience and skills, then you can try and try. Luck won't kick in there anyway. Versus if you do have an attractive resume, you have the required experience and the necessary skills, and the only thing missing this time was luck, then that was that might have been the case today. Today, you were not the number one pick, but tomorrow you could be. 
But again, remember that the engagement process comes after the first two stages have been completed successfully. And the engaging part starts with the recruiter. And if the recruiter did contact you, telling you that they want to engage with you, then it's time for you to start building the relationship. And hopefully, it's a trusted relationship. We trust you that you don't waste our time. And you trust us that we will not waste your time either. We all know that time is money. During the engagement stage, the recruiter will ask to meet. We might meet in person or on Zoom video. It is always better to prepare yourself for a meeting. We sometimes see that candidates get frustrated when they are asked questions like, what's your core experience and skills? They look at us and ask back, didn't you read my resume? I sent you a resume, no? Well, if we didn't read your resume, we wouldn't be in a conversation now. But the reason why recruiters ask these questions is mainly to pick your brain. We basically want to understand you and how to create your pitch. And that's how we will present you to the employer. So please try to prepare and think about how you would like to be presented. Be ready to answer when we ask you, you are an expert in doing what? Or what's your main skills? And also, don't try to portray yourself as a jack of all trades. That won't get you far. The more you hone in on your uniqueness, the more valuable you become to an employer. I know it's not easy for everyone to define themselves. It is a loaded question. And not everyone is creative to the point where they can laser sharpen all their experience and say it in one line. But the perfection part is something you can leave to us recruiters. We are experts in presenting you professionally. All we ask from you is to try to prepare yourself as best as you can. And we will take it further. But if you have zero preparation and we will need to start our conversation with stories, how you got your first job and how you got here and there. Listen, we only have limited time to meet with you. We will probably enjoy the conversation and we might have some good laughs together. But the question is, after our limited time of engagement, will we be left with some real substance to be able to present you like a pro or we will be left with some nice stories about you? It all depends how you prepare yourself. That's why it's so important to take a few minutes of your time to study your own resume and think what are the best parts of it. What you value as the most essential skills you bring to a company. And then, hopefully, your engagement process will be successful and fruitful. We recruiters will usually assess both the employers and candidates through their engagement with us. If we feel the excitement and we build trust, then we are ready to keep up with the engagement. Okay, that was all the engagement stage of the hiring process. Now we come to the final stage of SELECT. But I see that this schmooze is getting longer than I anticipated. And in order not to overload with too much information, I believe it's better to leave the final stage select for a part three conversation. I hope you learned something from this engagement part schmooze. And I wish you all continued success in whatever you do. You can contact us at info at pollgroup.com. That's I-N-F-O at P-O-E-L-G-R-O-U-P.com. Have a wonderful day. Looking forward to the next schmooze.